Hello, I am Amber. I'm Chelsea. And welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come chat with us. Girl. Hey, girl. Happy mother freaking Wednesday. Wednesday. Happy hump day, everybody. And welcome back to another episode of Politics But Make It Fashion. Come chat with us. So, Chels, how have you been? How was your your week? Um, I've been overwhelmed. <laughs> Are we being honest or right? Right. No, we're in the we're in the tree. We're in the tree. We're, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been overwhelmed, but um, you know, how's your week then? Um, it's been okay. So I had a lot going on this week. Um, Dining with the governor and such. (laughs) The end of last week, I gave my final like Black History Month speech and presentation at a company called AZEC. And it was really great. They had all their employees down kind of for like a training and stuff like that. So um, that was really, really cool. So shout out to them and the girl Bree who showed me around and everything. It's like a manufacturing plant that we here have right here in um, Scranton. So oh, that cool. was cool. And then Monday, as Chelsea mentioned, I went to the governor's mansion for a Black History Month event that they held there. Um, and it was absolutely beautiful. Um, we had hors d'oeuvres. We had alcohol that I couldn't drink um there was food as you know we interviewed the second lady so her and her husband Austin Davis and Blair Holmes Davis were there I got to meet the governor um Josh Shapiro and his wife Lori Shapiro and so that was really cool so shout out to them um I went for the Voices of the Revolution an art exhibit to commemorate the victories and struggles of the civil rights movement in recognition of Black History Month. That's so beautiful. it was yeah, it was such a great experience. Um I was I so have a, I have a dumb question. Yeah. Do they like does the the government does he actually live there? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, it was just for like meetings and parties and like you know stuff like that he lives there him and his kids he talked about his kids running around using the room that we were in um their residence is upstairs and the offices are downstairs okay talk about the best commute ever (laughs) right it was cool and i got to walk around and um take some pictures and the outfit that i wore was from target from their black history month collection they had a collection of um black female designers and Sammy B designed the dress that I had on so shout out to her shout out to Target for you know representing during Black History Month and I felt fabulous it was perfect everything was great I was just gonna say (laughs) I feel like you looked so pretty and I was wondering if you were feeling yourself because you look great yes yes definitely was absolutely I love that Girl, that's what's up. Um, I started Pilates this week. How was it? I've never done Pilates before. Well, so this is actually an interesting conversation um, that I I learned about. So Pilates is, uh, it's an incredible workout, but it has up until recently not been 
accessible to the working class until they started franchising. So like I was looking into it because uh, my core, I used to have a very strong core, but then after I had my daughter five years ago, it's very weak. It's I've like my back kind of hurts all the time. So I, I was doing research on like the best thing to do for that. And they said Pilates. So I started looking into Pilates girl for 10 classes. It was 600 something dollars. Yeah. So I was like, this is insane. But anyway, so that's a total side note. Um, I looked up and I looked up club Pilates and I was like, you know what? This actually makes it like, it's still such an investment, but it's way cheaper than $600. So, um, I used my bonus money and signed up. It's amazing. It's really, it's for me, I think because I'm not in the best shape, it's difficult, but it's like the, like the best difficult, like I'm excited to see how I feel in two yeah. months. Yeah. I would love to try it. It looked really cool, but you're right. The only people I ever see do it are actually celebrities. Like well, I don't know any people in real life who oh. do Pilates. Yeah. Like even in real movies, they are in real movies, even in movies, they, it's like the rich white woman coming back from her Pilates class and her like lunch at the club. And like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like those are the only people who do Pilates, but this, this franchise called club Pilates, not a sponsor, by the way, everyone yet. Just Um, they, they they franchise it that you buy memberships but the memberships like i said it's definitely an investment but it's not it's it's 199 for unlimited classes for a month but you do this they even um certify their own instructors which i thought was so because you can't even afford to get a certificate like normal people can't afford to get a pilates instructor certification oh wow because it's so into I know it was crazy but um so that was good and then um work work has been insane and then on the home front my daughter we have like really really pulled back on screen time um and for like the past like week and a half and it's been good like she's okay you know what I mean like she's like playing more and whatever and it's not like it was like that dramatic of a difference and I've also tightened up on like you know unnatural sugar and it's interesting because she's actually gotten herself in a little bit of trouble <laughs> at home like way more than she ever has and I actually got an email from her teacher saying that like listen like she's having a very difficult time paying attention and sitting still and keeping quiet when it's time for classes um so I was like that's so interesting because I'm like she's eating less sugar she's watching like consuming less you know mindlessness on the iPad or or the um tv And I was talking to my husband about it and he was like, and of course my husband, he's older than I am. (laughs) So he's like in all his wisdom, he just looked at me. He's like, yeah, child, like it's probably going to take her a minute to um, transition out of that and kind of like learn how to like, okay, let me calm myself down a different way or okay, let me find a different activity. Like it's a whole transition thing. So that's been like interesting. But of course I had like a panic attack, not really a panic attack, but I was like, (gasps) emails from the teacher what yeah no definitely but I I mean she probably has to figure out a way to kind of like relax and stuff you know and everything and um 
and wind down, especially if that kind of how, how she was winding down. Well, and that some is she said something to me that I think is really interesting. And you actually said this to me when, because we were talking about this before. Um, she was like, the activities that I do sometimes feel like activities. They don't feel like a day off. Yes. So like yeah. on Saturday, I was like, oh yeah, like it's our day off. So let's do this and let's do that. And I'm like making myself insane trying to like, you know, make sure she's getting exercise and this, this, that, and the other thing and whatever. And she, she literally was like, it doesn't feel like a day off. Yeah, no, that, and that's exactly what I was telling you. Cause I think sometimes parents want to do the right thing, but then they end up kind of scheduling your free time. And one thing I hated as a kid was that I just could never just relax on my own. Like right. you always had to be doing something or had a reason why you couldn't be just laying down on the couch watching TV or just hanging out or right and it was and I hated that so much so I really try to just when Jacqueline comes home from school and she has homework we do the homework and then after that I kind of leave her alone you know and and she'll pick and choose what she does on most days it's not always going to be watch TV or play a game and stuff sometimes she reads or she's just quiet you know, playing or she's like laying there and I can tell she's kind of just zoning out or whatever, but, you know, try because they have enough stuff they have to do. Like she has dance and I got to figure out uh, to add art classes back in there somehow and stuff. So, you know, their life is, they're, they're busy and they're at school eight hours a day. That's long. Like when I come home from being at another elementary school, I'm tired. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think, and I think like for me, that's the tough thing is like, like she is like, my, my daughter is still five, but there's all these other things too, where I'm like, okay, like I don't want her to rot in front of a screen because I'm busy and I want her to be able to entertain herself and like play with toys and do crafts and read books and all that stuff. But then like, yeah, like just finding the balance. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you can relax in other ways but also like you know I don't want to I, I also like I'm I watch tv like not a lot but every now and then so I feel like if I'm watching tv and I like to just zone out and relax and like decompress I'm sure she right. does too right and she might have her little favorite shows girl know? of course she has her favorite show is Gabby's Dollhouse shows that she <laughs> likes to watch and um we'll watch like the new episode together of the ones that I can stomach all of them are, <laughs> but like I, I like the new little rubble show it's a spinoff of Paw Patrol so we'll watch that and everything so it's it's fun we'll watch them together and and hang out <laughs> I love that yeah definitely I told you that um so like guys I love Family Guy and yes. <laughs> and she was little the first time I had her watch Star Wars for May the 4th be with you she was like, oh, this is like the Family Guy episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, my kid knows what Star Wars is from Family Guy. I don't know if that's good, that's bad. You know, <laughs> I'm either winning or not. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. What is it about a show? It is something that's so nice to just sit and watch a show. Yeah. Don't let me have a show and a snack because I'd be like... 1000% relaxed but you know what I feel like this goes back to what we've taught had this conversation before where like we grew up and like the homes and like the women around us were so busy 
like so busy right and they didn't know how to relax (laughs) it's like okay now like we feel guilty if we relax or we don't know how to fully relax and disengage i'm like the struggle of trying to find balance is such a real thing in my life god it is it is it's exhausting listeners if you have any um if you feel the same way please let us know reach out to us via instagram i would love to hear how other women deal with this and um what you guys do to kind of like force force rest or force relaxation yeah oh my goodness all right so this episode we're gonna talk about me and chelsea Um, so you're gonna get to know us a little bit better so uh Kelsey what are we gonna what are you gonna tell us about yourself well first and foremost I feel like since it is National Women's Day today it's a really great opportunity to um just connect as women and celebrate being a woman and talk about things that are relevant to being a woman what said happy women's history month women's history month um so yeah so that's what we're going to talk about and the first first and i actually love that today is um history month women's history month because today starts it off because i feel like that something i was like talking to you about and it's so funny because i feel like this conversation has come up everywhere I have gone (laughs) like um, to my, like the accounts that I deal with and with my um, lash clients that I take on the weekends and um, with my friends, like Amber and I have this conversation and just everybody about women's mental health and kind of uh, like, this is such a broad, all encompassing conversation that we could literally have for the next couple of weeks. But Today, I think one of the things, one of the most powerful things that I've really seen bring bring so much power back to women is that there used to be this, or at least this is how I kind of understood it or how I saw it. There was like this whole thing where you could be out with your girlfriends or you could be doing things with other women, but you weren't necessarily being super honest with like, you know what? I'm like pissed at my husband, my kids getting in trouble at school. I'm overwhelmed. I have a job. The laundry's piling up. My house isn't clean. Like, like I didn't see a lot of real conversations like that growing up, but also, I mean, I don't know that my mom would include me in conversations like that (laughs) that she was having with her girlfriends, but it's, it is something I've actually talked to my mom about too. And she's like, you know, the emotional intelligence of this gener of like my, our generation, Amber is a different level and just people being real with their issues and yeah. talking about it and like kind of reclaiming the strength and to, to protect their peace and to really be like, you know what? I need a minute. Yeah, and yeah. also, like, you know, if you do have a partner or if you do have someone, like a roommate, whatever the case might be, being like, hey, by the way, this is how I feel. And, like, I need help. And that being okay. That not making you less of a woman or a failure or anything like that. And I know something that I told you. like, and I, so, so all that to say, I feel like that's kind of how we're definitely in a better place, I think, um, 
when, when it comes to overall mental health, but definitely with women, um, just being able to be honest about it and not shaming anybody for it. And if you are honest about it, making sure that like, you know, I don't care if anybody has something to say, I'm going to be honest about it. Right. So I know that's something that I was talking to you about recently. I'm like these last couple of weeks, I have felt so like hit from every direction. I was like, Amber, I cannot consume any more news or negativity or anything because I'm literally just trying to keep everything in functioning order. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, and of course you're great. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, girl. Like I, cause we like for the listeners who, who are participating in this episode, we send each other, we talk all the time about our kids, about our lives, about all kinds of things, but we also share a lot of news or a lot of like, Hey, this or Hey, here's yeah. an update on this or Hey, here's that. Um, and I, I literally was like, I girl, I can't, like, I cannot consume anything. Cause my, my head is about to combust. Um, and I was actually having a conversation really with- to take a break, you know, you really have to like, yeah, out stuff and, and kind of like decompress and stuff. And I've had to do that before too, where I'm like, I need to go ostrich for a while. Cause I can't, yes. like, I can't add anything else. I'm not thinking about nothing. That's when I just watch family guy <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I need to like clear my mind and just, you know, blank out for a while and then slowly start adding things back in. Right. Slowly, like, and like, kind of like figure out like, okay, where, where am I feeling like this overwhelming, like drowning feeling? What do I need to like, maybe put on pause, cut out, add it? Like, what is the case? Right. And it's, it's really interesting too, because I, I feel like I have not really experienced that in my life until 2020, until COVID. And I would get to the point where I was in I was depressed. Like I felt this heaviness. We've never had anything like that happen. I mean, regardless of like, however people saw COVID, whichever way, like for the whole world, I mean, we lost like a lot of people died. Um, So you had this sense of kind of loss and mourning. And I think that's going to, when a lot of people die at one time, I don't know. I feel like that somehow is going to affect everything. Um, and then you just had so much like pain and loneliness and isolation. And like all the news was just horrible. Like everything was going wrong. So I think that it's so normal for you to feel like, and everybody, because I think that a lot of people maybe didn't have, feel depressed that. And now are experiencing all of these kind of new things. And it's, there was just a lot of shit going on all at one time. And it was just a rough time, you know, financially for a lot of people with people's jobs, people's houses, you know, family members dealing with this side and dealing with that side. Like it was just so much happening all at one time, um, you know, and there was a lot of fear and a, a lot of fear either way, even just fear that it wasn't ever going to go back to normal and stuff, you know, so it, it was rough. It was rough. And, you know, but I'm like, it's interesting because I can't remember a time back before that when I would feel that feeling of like, just like looking for me to seeing on social media, I'm like, all I see is people fighting about masks or no masks or um, freaking um, vaccine or no vaccine. And then it was almost like you had to like, there was this 
maybe underlying pressure or whatever that you had to kind of like post what side you stood on. And then we have people, we had George Floyd and all of a sudden, like all this police brutality coming out of the woodwork where I'm like, these people are literally dying for like a dumb traffic violence. Like I can't, it was so much. And there was such a heaviness where I, and I remember we actually have a fabulous, um, loyal, devoted listener, Alyssa, you're the bomb.com period. Um, and I would talk to her about it. I was like, I feel heavy in my soul and my heart. And I like want to hide. I cannot one more Instagram post about, you know, COVID's a joke or COVID is ending us. And if you don't believe it, you're done. Like, I'm like, I can't see one more thing or I think I will like actually implode. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like ever since that time, that's where I can kind of pinpoint back where I'm like, I'll get feelings where I'm like, this is this this craziness that is happening in our world is so it can be so overwhelming to me at least. <laughs> feel like it makes me feel very out of control. Um yeah. because it's so much stuff going on and I just get overwhelmed and I'm like, I feel like a sense of I don't even know what to do I don't know where to start how like how is the little good I'm trying to do in my little section of the woods affecting anything else when like trains are we're you know into the atmosphere which is like a, a chemical weapon when you know we have like all of these different things going on at the same time and I'm like oh my gosh what is the, even the point of everything and it, and it gets really really like daunting and scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like you know and I think it's good to kind of just take a break and and just focus on like little silly happy things and and that's why it's important to kind of just have little things here and there that you can do that you can just like de-stress and clear your mind where you don't have to think about anything and that's okay you know for you to do or you turn off your phone and stuff you know yeah Um, whatever you kind of need to do and sometimes you need to like clear social media out and and change different things like I um actually during like the whole George Floyd thing and everything I totally like changed like people that I was following different stuff and having a totally different um, like feed on my Instagram, like really helped me in certain ways. And I was like, Oh wow, that little tiny change, like that made a big difference about how I feel and how I feel about myself and like different things. So, you know, it's, it's little changes here and there and, and everybody reacts different to stuff. So you can't like look at yourself and be like, well, is anybody else freaking out? Like, am I the only person that's freaking out? Cause people probably are, you just don't know. Right. Right. And it's like, I feel like in, in the everyday stuff that we're already dealing with, like, okay, I'm running all over the place. I am working my booty off. I am trying my absolute best to be a parent that my daughter is like, you know, I'm trying to avoid trauma at all costs, instilling trauma into my child. I'm trying to you know, amplify where I'm at in my job. I'm trying to take on more clients. I'm trying to, you know, make sure that I'm connecting with my husband and that our is strong and on point and there's no cracks that are going to turn into crevices because I didn't have time to deal with them at this point. It's like all these things. And then it's, and that's just a few, right? And that's just a few of the things that every woman goes through. You know what I mean? Like, 
if you have kids or if you have a, a, a partner, if you have a job, like all that stuff. Like you're trying to squeeze everything in. It's, it's, and like, then you're reading about how, like, they're, the train derailment in Ohio, they're acting like it's no big deal. And then you're reading about how our food is toxic. And then you're reading about things going on in China. And then you're hearing about uh, just, di- like, it, like the, po- the pol- uh, politics are just, everyone, I feel like, is going off their rocker right now. So then it just, it is, it's like, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I literally can't, I'm turning off, like, I can't turn off my, I have to turn off my phone. And my house is a disaster and I, it is what it is. And I just had that conversation with my mom today. She was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be totally honest with you right now. It, it literally gives me anxiety when I think about all that I have to do. And then when I finally get some free time, I have to come tackle this house. And it's the last thing I want to do. Right. Like on a, you know what I mean? And like, I never used to be like that. I used to be like, oh my gosh, let's clean this. Let's wipe this down. Let's do, you know? So it's just, yeah. it's, it's crazy, but. Well, no, the- I came back from work today and um, my dog has dog hair just everywhere. It, like uh- I need to sleep so bad. And I literally looked at it. Jacqueline was like sitting on the couch, bundled up. She wanted hot cocoa. Um, she had some pretzels and she was playing um, a game on PBS and PBS.org. And like, She's just sitting there. She looks so tired. And I just looked at the floor and I was like, I can't. No, I, I was, can't. I was like, I need a minute. I was like, I'm just going to go sit down upstairs. And then I was like, no, I, after I record with Chelsea, I'll probably sweep the house and stuff like that. But I was like, I just, I was looking at it and part of me wanted to go grab that broom. And I was like, I'm not dealing with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Not today. We'll see. And like, you know what? I, I don't know if this is just adulting, but I feel like I, that's what I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I can't even open this email no, yet right. until it's valid. I can't even respond to this text message until I can get there. I can't even have this conversation until I'm ready. I can't. And you just don't. I'm like, I'm going to pick this up when I'm ready to pick it up. Right. Period. It's when you're crazy. not like, I know that people think I'm an extrovert. I'm actually like 41% introvert and like 59%, whatever the opposite, like the equal thing is of extrovert. Like I'm almost in half. And it's like 51 and 49%. And um, and like I can go out and like be around people like on Monday and I had a network. I was at, you know, the governor's mansion and I'm giving out our stickers and like inviting people to come on the podcast we have some great guests coming up guys and um like doing all this stuff but I knew I was like I am so drained after that I need a minute like I need a day or so to like to decompress all of that energy I put out there and then it's like I go to work and I'm with elementary school kids who want to like hug me all day and they're sticky and I'm just like oh (laughs) And then you, the simulation is in complete overload. Yeah. And uh, people will ask me, like, because I will walk around with my AirPods in. And it's because I have, like, just something playing, just blocking out all of the rest of the noise. Just so that it's kind of, like, quiet for me. Um, because I get really overstimulated and stuff like that and everything. And I just need to take time. You know, just, I used to... Um, before like me and my boyfriend lived together, I used to just come home like in the middle of the day for lunch and not eat and just lay on my bed. And it was just silent because like nobody was here. Oh, and I wouldn't right. like I wouldn't watch anything or listen to anything, wouldn't sleep. I just lay there and it was just quiet. And I listened listen to the house, you know, and I was yeah. like, Oh, I missed that. 
that's I I I know that I, girl I know it's it's interesting because were you always a mixed like par- partially introverted partially extroverted yes you always I have was, a, oh wow as a kid I didn't know how to like I loved being home by myself you know in my room um and stuff and I didn't really know how to kind of like find a balance yet of um those two feelings and stuff but yeah I've always been pretty much a mix down the middle right that I feel like I've become an introvert as I've gotten older because when I was younger if I had to be in my house one night it was the literal end of my world and then I remember when I started dating my now husband and I was just like this is so weird because I feel like I'm doing something because I'm not at my house. I'm like at his house or I'm, you know, whatever. But like, we're just like living life together and we're watching a movie, but we're not out. We're not. And it was such a weird thing to me. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, now the next thing I know, I can't wait to get home. (laughs) And I still like love being with people. But after I'm with somebody, I need to make sure I'm not doing something for the whole weekend. (laughs) I need to make sure that I am at the house and it's funny because it'll be people that I really, I'm picky with people. You know what I'm saying? I have, I feel like I don't have a lot of time. So when I do have time, it needs to be with like the best, you know what I'm saying? So I'm picky and it's like, Oh, I'll be with these great people. And I'm like, I'll even see myself getting a little bit of anxiety. I'm not trying to like overuse the word anxiety, but I'll feel a little anxiousness about like, okay, Saturday, I'm going to do this with this person. But I feel like, I also kind of can't wait till it's over, but it's also like, I'm going to go do this great thing with this great person who I absolutely adore. So why do I feel like I can't wait till it's over, but I'm also yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. And then I need a solid like three days. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to make sure I'm not like keeping my daughter away from the world because I could literally I'll sit just, in the house and play I'm with my daughter. I'm about to say that. What? Like, like, let's play Gabby's Dollhouse Kitchen, sis. Let's bake cookies. Let's watch Gabby's dollhouse movie. Let's play hide and seek. Let's do a craft. Let's I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, I have to get her outside so into the world. Yeah, I know. So but, but you know what? I feel like I love that we're having this conversation and, you know, for the listeners out there, we're having this conversation. These are conversations. This is what our, a lot of our conversations look like all the time. Um, when we're off, the air so to speak but also to especially with it being women's history month we i want to encourage the ladies out there if you need to take a second to be honest about where you're at please do that and don't buy into the malarkey that everybody's got it all together no they don't and you are especially when it comes to social media you're literally watching a highlight reel so don't think that and be honest with yourself first and foremost about where you're at mentally and emotionally and physically and hopefully you can find a friend that you can be honest with and just say hey can we go out for coffee or something or whatever it is that would be restful to you um and find somebody where you can kind of have a great conversation and, you know, be honest. Um, Cause again, this is, you know, it's, it's great for you guys to hear about Amber and myself and our lives and our struggles, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to, I would think, but um, it's also to encourage you guys to really make sure that you're making your mental health a priority. 
Absolutely. Um, my therapy appointment is, I think it's tomorrow at three o'clock. Period. I have it in my phone because y'all know, ooh, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, excuse me, you're not here. Right, right. I'd be like, oh my God, guys. <laughs> guys, please. Um, okay, but Amber, this is something that I also think, and not not to um corner women and say this is like only for women because I know lots of men who love this too but I think also a lot of women will definitely be able to jive with the focus of fashion so are you down to talk about some fashion yes yeah because I am Amber I wanted to ask you when did you start getting into fashion because from over here it looked like a solid kindergarten (laughs) for you (laughs) Oh my gosh, I've always loved clothes. Um, I always loved looking at magazines and the ads. Um, I love the ads for like the handbags or the coats, the fancy designers and stuff, like in the front of the magazine when you first open it. Um, Looking at those outfits, um, looking at like my grandmother who was always done, you know. Always done. The jewelry, the nails and stuff and everything. And like my mom, always done as well. so definitely, like, always loved going shopping, loved clothes and stuff like that. And, I mean, obviously, my style has definitely evolved and changed over time. But I definitely always loved clothes. Always. I feel like I have specific memories of you. We had to wear uniforms at the school that we went to growing up. But I remember you always had, like, the matching plaid scrunchie. You had the socks with the little fringe on the around them, the little um, ruffles. I was always in trouble for my socks. And like with the Mary Janes. <laughs> in trouble with my socks. And then they turned to combat boots. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> you were definitely that person that was like wearing the tie in their hair. Yes. When you were like, how can we make this everything that it's not? And I remember headbands around the forehead, um, green eyeliner. and no one could ever say wreck (laughs) (laughs) what do you feel like your style was like when you were young I guess kind of just like a mixture of like a little bit of vintagey look um like a scene kid that showered on a regular basis yes um (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, I was too poor to actually wear what I really wanted to wear. (laughs) Right. So just, like, doing the best to, like, find the dupe at, like, Forever 21 or the thrift store or. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like, because this is something I think is really interesting. And actually, I read a lot about women who feel this way. So, like, okay, so when you were 19, rocking the Chuck Taylors and the band t-shirt, um, but now you're 37 and it's I'm kind of funny. band t-shirt. And <laughs> That's, I I'm feel like it's like a different version of the same thing. You know what I mean? Oh, it definitely is. And it's something I think about a lot too, is because like, I feel like our generation is the first generation where we don't have like work clothes. Like we have decided to just wear the same thing. Um, there's <laughs> definitely like people older like gen x they like got older and turned 30 and started wearing like the clothes that their parents wore and stuff and like you see that and we just kind of never did that we kind of just stayed with like what we were wearing 
And so I don't even think it's about really like we've gone out and we're trying to like look young and buy stuff. But I've had the same pair of skinny jeans for like 15 years. Oh, yeah. I've or whatever, you know, jeans. and I just get new chucks when mine have a hole in them at the bottom and, and stuff. And I'm just going to keep buying different variations of black combat boots for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. Well, and I, but see, I think that's, so that actually is my next question that I was going to ask you. Well, I guess it's part of it is like, what is one of the, the fashion staples that you still cling to that has lasted decades? And I feel like that's exactly how we wore Chuck Taylors when we were in high school as you wore them until they were completely destroyed. But I also think it's funny because nowadays you have to get Chuck Taylors and everyone, well, not, I mean, like I still don't, but everyone has to keep them like spotlessly clean. Right. Also, yeah. when we were in high school, Chuck Taylors were $16. They're now like 65. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I, I'm like, like who, 30 who? and I was like, ugh. I feel like Snoop Dogg wore them one time and then all of a sudden became like this thing where that is I know the, the the value has skyrocketed of the market. Now it's just like I'm like it really did though. It really did. Because they used to be like cheapo shoes that you could just buy and buy more like when they fell apart. But it, well, and I remember and like this is funny because now I sound like an elderly woman, but I remember because my um, dad was in the military so for a short amount of time we moved from New Jersey to Illinois and I went to a school so I lived on the military base but I went to a school that was in a very wealthy district we're talking like all of the doctors dentists um, marketing for like all of the those type of people lived in this place Wait, and no. so all their kids went to the, and it was like the most incredible school it was in the district where I like I lived on the base and so I got to go to that school and I remember getting made fun of because at that school it was still a public school but girls would come in in Jimmy Choo's high heels and like um, really expensive. I don't even know what the brand or silver jeans. They would wear their silver jeans, and it was like they would carry these designer bags. And I was in Chuck Taylors and a T-shirt from the thrift store that I was like obsessed with, and jeans that were worn out and almost about to have holes. So, it, it, but it's funny because like now it's like those same girls are probably wearing Chuck Taylors now because they're like a thing, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're not. Maybe they're designer bag though. Yeah, but, no. and they're, they're too rich for that. Is there any other like fashion staples that you have just clung to? And I want you to be honest, both good and bad, that you will not and refuse to let go of from your youth. My boots. I have just decided that no matter how old I'm wearing them with pretty much everything. Um, yeah, just, well, but boots I'm, are great. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to give up my nose ring. Um, I've given up all pretty much all the rest of my piercings, but I feel like that's one that's gonna stay. Um, skinny jeans, I do, you know, I do love a big flare, like a bell and yeah. stuff, but I'm, yeah, skinny jeans are gonna stay forever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, my daughter touches where my lip ring used to be almost every day, and she's like, Mom, why did you do that? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, these kids will never understand. Like, no, and I just, like your mom or my mom, oh, you're going to have so many holes in your face when you're older. Yep, I sure do. I am. I sure am. <laughs> was ours on the same side? Um, mine was on, I think, the right side. Mine's on the left. 
I actually took my nose ring out because I got some sort of weird cut in my nose. Like it was like some sort of thing. And it was so painful that I took it out. And it's I could probably put it back in because I've had it for a trillion years. But girl. Yeah. Okay, so so you will not let those die. The boots, the nose ring, and skinny jeans. I feel the same way about skinny jeans. I love a flare. I love a bell bottom. But I'm still going to rock a skinny when yeah. the mood hits me. Period. <laughs> okay, so what do you feel like you're you would call your style now? Oh, so I got told that I have a professional goth look and kind of goth style along with like an extravagant avant-garde style. Yes, very avant-garde. So, um I guess that's kind of how I would describe it. I love elements of, um, like, goth fashion. I guess, like, neo-goth looks um, with the black, with the boots and the harnesses and, you know, those undertones and stuff. And as well, I love a good, just, like, gorgeous dress to go out in, you know, and stuff. A gown. Fabulous, yes. I do love a gown. <laughs> so it's kind of, I don't know, I guess kind of somewhere in between those things. I feel like now as I've gotten, when I first got into my 30s, I didn't know how to dress um, because I was like, okay, well, I'm 30 now and I know I should dress older and more professional, but I don't know what to wear then because then I don't feel like me. And I really kind of went through a phase where I really did not know what my own style was. Um, then once I was getting divorced, and stuff I really decided to kind of find my own style and what I wanted to wear and I definitely went back to a lot more like you know emo phase and and younger goth phases and stuff and take some kind of like basics from that and and mix it in all together yeah I love that I feel like you just gave such an an accurate depiction of your style dead on oh thank you all right well what about yours that's actually something that i feel like is really interesting when it comes to dressing up like for work or for a more formal event i always naturally revert to very vintage looking yeah like it's what i feel the prettiest in it's what catches my eye like I love a vintage, like, let me have a pencil skirt and a sweater and some heels and like big eyelashes and bigger hair and nobody can tell me nothing. Okay. Period. But then when it comes to like relaxing or when it comes to just going out and about, I love a pair of just super worn, soft, fabulous jeans and like the ultimate t-shirt. But I feel like my t-shirts are a little bit different now than they were. Cause like now I'm like, okay, plain. I would not be caught dead outside of the thrift store when I was a teenager. And now I'm like, okay, like I can actually spend like, you know, $11 on this t-shirt. It's so soft. It's so, I love um, the brand, you know, American Eagle, they have great jeans, but their, their sister brand, Aerie, their t-shirts are so soft and they feel so worn and comfy. So that's like my go-to me. with a pair of sneakers. <laughs> When I'm running errands, I am that basic mom where I am in yoga pants, sneakers, and a hoodie. And I am just trying to get it done. I'm running errands, I probably have on a 
monochromatic sweatsuit. Mm. Like, and it's probably some type of earth tone, dark green or tan, and then the boots on, and then I'm ready to go. And then you're ready to go. Then you're ready yeah. to go. I love I... a good matchy matchy, you know, all one well... color look. <laughs> a good matchy matchy. See, I love it where I'm like, I'm wearing like a a um, pair of fuchsia leggings and like a royal blue hoodie. I remember that. I remember when I was dating my husband, he was like, You wear so many colors. I was like, You can't, can't commit to one. As long as the colors look good together, they don't have to match. He was well, like, true. Are you sure? I'm like, <laughs> No. Okay. Well, rude. I can't. But you know what? I, you, okay. This is a side note, but I think this is really funny. You might not like, you might not experience this because I feel like you always look so nice. But I will go out when I'm like running around, like I'm talking about like grocery pickup. I'm like running into five below real quick because my daughter did chores and she wants to buy something like, like quick, like running around. And I, but I still have my same personality. So I'll talk to people and I crack up every time because I always forget like what I look like. (laughs) And I can tell that people are looking at me like, is she well? Is, is, is she okay? Shouldn't she be like trying to avoid eye contact right now? And I'm just like, hey guys, that I went love to the store sweater. looking that crazy yes. was with Joseph. Okay, <laughs> and it was like the, it was Thanksgiving Day, and we were really hungover, and we went across the street to Giant, and I was so mad because Chelsea, I looked crazy, and I didn't want to go, and I was pissed off, and I was like, if I see anybody, I swear to God, and I see this guy from work. <laughs> Of course you did. But he sees me and he looks crazy too. And we just nod at each other and keep (laughs) struggle walking through giant to pick up like the last things you need for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Like an avoid eye contact and interaction at all costs. No, exactly. But I'm telling you, if you just get like a sweatsuit that matches tan tan and then you just put your shoes on and you go. So then you don't, you look less crazy when you go out. I mean, my hair might still be in a scarf or whatever, but. But you know what's crazy though? I like my like to go outfits because I will still wear like a lot of color or I'll wear like all black and I'll feel like a little bit more like. Take a picture of me out anywhere looking like that. It ends up in a newspaper or something. Somebody <laughs> uses that. Well, God, see, I maybe will... that's, that's the hassle of being known. I'm unknown. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am. I am just another a pitch like do you like do you remember that episode of sex in the city where she was hung over and she had to show up for like the photo shoot or whatever and I never she's watched sitting sex in a chair oh she looks hung over she has like a cigarette and they take a picture and that's the picture they use <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh yeah, it's bad <laughs> that it that's that's the worst that's rough i feel like that's me but um um uh, shout out to another loyal listener, Brenda. Hey, girl. Brenda, um, what's up, girl? She will not go out like right, when she's not ready. And that's she's something she's taught daughter. us. She's her like, mother's daughter. She taught us that as a young age, like, don't go out looking crazy because that's when you're going to see everybody. Like, your kid's principal, like, the guy you had a crush on in third grade somehow is, like, going to be at Walmart when you're there looking crazy. So she just <laughs> always was, like, always look put together and when I was younger we couldn't wear sweatpants or like athletic wear out if we weren't doing athletic things so like right. if I wasn't going to basketball practice I didn't have like sweatpants and like tennis shoes on and stuff so it even took me a long time as an adult to be able to wear like 
or sweats out. But like if I had nice ones and I have like a nice matching sweatsuit and stuff like that or whatever. But even with leggings, sometimes it's iffy for me because I still kind of feel like I'm just really underdressed. I don't know where I could just be going to the store, but somehow I feel like I should be home with this on. Like I never really got into the legging thing real big. Oh man. It hit me like a ton of bricks whenever um, I had my daughter and I'd be home, but I didn't want to be in pajamas because I needed to change for my well-being. But I still had to be comfortable because I was going to be like on the floor and breastfeeding and running around and doing all this stuff so the legging craze hit me hard it has a chokehold and I'm, I'm just being honest <laughs> well you know that kind of goes into another question not really question but kind of a statement I guess about how like everyone knows I feel like everyone knows this and if you don't know it once you hear it you're like yeah duh it's just the role that fashion plays on mental health and just how like when you're dressed well you feel well right yeah no I definitely agree um when I'm sick you will see me in like a full beat because (laughs) because I'm trying to get it together because you're trying yeah and I want to look nicer um but it definitely makes you feel better and it makes me feel better like if I when COVID was happening, oh, I could not wait to go somewhere and be dressed up. Like, I could not wait. And I probably dressed up to the office a lot because those people were talking about me. But some of those people wore flip-flops to work. So I really don't want to hear your opinion on what I had on. Period. But anyway, like, I probably <laughs> maybe overdid it sometimes. But I just could not wait to, like, look pretty and feel pretty and have my hair done and, like, nails done and be able to go out somewhere. Because it really does take, when you look like crap, I think you really feel like crap and you don't feel good about yourself. Like then, and it's not talking about at the end of the day, like a comfy outfit you come home and put on, um, but just in the sense of when it's just daily and you kind of just are like bumming around, putting on, like taking a good shower, doing it, good exfoliating, you know, shave, put a face mask on, you know, put some makeup on a cute outfit and you're ready to conquer the world. Period. Yep. Well, I, I'm like, I know I walk a little bit taller when I'm wearing my high heels and I'm wearing like my hair is really big and I've got right. like a great vintage find that I found at the thrift store for $2.50. Like I really am walking a little bit taller. Vintage, um, Jones in New York coat, okay. like office coat. Girl, it's like my obsession. It's I think it's from like the late 70s, early 80s. It's it's my favorite thing. But anyway, go on. Well, and that's something I know that, um, uh, what's his face? Donald Trump was not popular, but his wife's outfits I loved. And I think because I think I, I'm naturally drawn to them because they did have such like a vintage vibe to them, like old school Jackie Kennedy. And I loved them. Um, yeah. no, I'm thinking about that light blue one with the collar. That's exactly that what I'm wore. thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, and then she had this white one that was so pretty i was like did she take that from jackie's closet like does she have access to jackie kennedy's clothes i don't know she put Um, down jackie's roses right (laughs) i know (laughs) i know the jacket well and she always wore like sky high heels like i love that i love that and that one of the things i like about nancy pelosi is she always has sky high heels on too, and I'm and like, she's like yes. 97. She right, she is, and, and she, she be is walking with her heels. 
and did her stilettos like high heels and like I do love wearing high heels I'm not somebody that's like I can't I will I will only ever wear high heels but I do feel fabulous in them but I'm like I don't know that I could even stand in like these like six inch stilettos with my foot completely bent you know you didn't really do the clubbing scene um but when we did the clubbing scene in the early aughts talking about 2000s and stuff like that we all wore sky high heels okay we were wearing those michael kors heels little mini skirts and like few outfits to go to the club and now so they just wear little sneakers cute white sneakers to the club with the same same dress same club clothes they just do not even try to put those heels on and i feel like they could have saved a lot of lives (laughs) i know you know what i think it's smart though like if we're going to the club and we're here to dance then like no like and you're still gonna be cute in your little outfit okay exactly i remember going i didn't do the club scene but i would go to atlantic city with my i don't i think we were married then we would go and i would like dress up like i was going to the club and i would wear heels that i couldn't walk in and i'd like get to hold my arm i think it's worse than walking around a casino in heels you can't walk in i've done it in vegas it is literally the struggle okay like i was just going to dinner but i was in like a dress and like sky high heels and then yeah then i feel like a line i was like had to like find a cute heel that wasn't quite a kitten heel but not quite a stiletto like eight inch you can't do kitten heel like we that's (laughs) listen these leopard print pumps in vegas drinking that big drink that was like the size of my body walking around and i was like i have to take these shoes off and joseph was like don't you do it and I was like, I've drank enough tequila that I'm okay with it right now. But I was right. like, don't judge me, but I can't. Like, I was like, my feet feel like they're actually bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> and he judged me. Uh, well, I, so. Of course he would. I Because you know what? Joseph would have bled through it. That's why. <laughs> he would have been like, no, I will die before I take these heels off in these streets. <laughs> but, but I'm cracking up, though, because there is this. There is this, I don't know what you call her, a TikTok famous girl. And she kills me because she is always posting about what we were doing in, in like 1999 and 2000. Is this the one who does the, the makeup but doesn't blend it to her neck? Yeah, well, so, you know what I think? This is like it might be a cultural thing but the girl when when we were in high school the girl, we everyone wore a crap ton of eyeliner and maybe some mascara but that was it like we, nobody was wearing face makeup up here like everybody wore like a full face and you're right because i didn't wear foundation until i moved up here because we didn't i only wore heavy black eyeliner and mascara on when the water I was in jersey yeah yeah yep. me too <laughs> and then when i came up here everybody wore a full face well, so I, I wonder if it's because we were close to the shore, like if that was just like, but like, I like, but Maybe. I remember seeing girls like that. I remember seeing girls where I was like, holy crap, your face is orange and your neck is white. <laughs> but it wasn't like, I didn't see that a lot where we were from, but we did. We all wore the girl. We worked that, that waterline so hard. Um, oh my goodness. Do you know what I, I my daughter wears tank tops and I have officially passed down my millennialness to my daughter because it's like tank tops has... under her outfits yes yeah me too little, girl an undershirt she has little tank tops little undershirt and i just and i know like joseph does it i think he's more comfortable with it and he's still a millennial like he's um younger side but i cannot just wear a shirt 
Like, I no. have to wear a tank top. I'm gonna, I, I don't care if it's 100 degrees. I'm going to have my bra, I'm going to have a tank top, and then I'm going to have a shirt. It's a mental chokehold because I feel the same way. Like, I can't put a blouse on without an undershirt and have the blouse touch my skin. I have to have a soft cotton something or other. Like I'm wearing a hoodie right now and you know for sure I have like an 18 inch tank top underneath it. Period. (laughs) Because I had one. So I wore a t-shirt today and it says like women power um, on the back for women's history month. And I had an undershirt underneath and it was tucked into my (laughs) face. Like, you know what? Very comfortable. And you know what? And it will it will be that way until the day I die. And I feel like that's like proper, like not etiquette, but just I do the same thing when my daughter puts her little school shirt on. I put it on top of a, yeah, undershirt. Yep. So that that's not the itchy material. It's like it's the soft <laughs> cotton. <laughs> I didn't know that was like a. Did, did you is. see the the millennial thing where she had like eighteen tank tops underneath? the shirt because we had to have like multiple colors yes oh my god that that had a whole (laughs) there's pictures that i'm like i'm like no there's a time in my life we're not seeing any of those and part of that time i was at master's commission nope because i had 100 tank tops on well you know okay but here's the thing at master's commission i feel like when we in 2004 we everyone wore low-rise jeans where if you sneeze too hard it was your crack attack okay yeah so you had to have like the safety shirts because you were always doing all this like work and like moving and running around. You had to have the safety shirt tucked in yeah. so that your crack wouldn't be exposed because our jeans came like underneath our hip bones at the highest. I really like I did like them and I also hated them because I felt like you couldn't really bend over. But I liked the way I looked in the front. I actually had my front hip bones pierced at one point. Um. So that was like cute for them. It's not cute when once you become pregnant, I had to take those out. You had to take those. That, those are those are no more. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the first ones to go. Okay, you know what? And speaking of low rise jeans, I actually heard my husband's friend say something about he's like he's like these mom jeans are like for other women he's like the, they are the most unattractive things i have oh, ever seen and he was like take me back to the lot. good old days where it was like those super low-rise jeans girl do you remember britney spears i was just always like so concerned that britney spears private area was just gonna pop right out like i was like her jeans are so low it, it's concerning but that was the style girl at a friend's house and he had a little get together for our birthdays and like i was the older person there and um, the guys were talking about how ugly mom jeans were. And I had this had been a conversation I've heard from, like, multiple different groups of guys about how much they hate the mom jeans. And, like, the older ones want us to go back to, like, the normal whatever. And I just thought it was hilarious. And, like, there were a couple girls in there who had some pretty high jeans on. So I was like... <laughs> you're like, I kind of get what you're talking about. I kind of get kinda... it a little. Because I'm not... I don't like them that high, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up. I was like, oh wow. And he like really felt some type of way about it. He's like, they're hideous. Like they're hideous. Oh. Like, listen, we gotta be comfortable. I feel like we've become more logical. So now we just have to we live for comfort. Okay. Yeah. It is what it is. But Amber, with that being said, do you have any famous last words for our wonderful listeners? Um, I would just say happy women's history month um and celebrate the women in your life appreciate them and thank you for joining us this week 
Ugh, you guys are the best. Make sure you're putting your mental health first. Learn something new about a woman in history that kind of paved the way for us to have our own bank accounts and be able to vote. Because that is still pretty new in the world of um, oh, privileges. How long? Not yeah. long ago. <laughs> I know. And yeah, Amber, what a fun episode. Thank you for being such a good friend and a strong woman and respecting my need for mental health and not being able to mentally process, speak of, or deal with any sort of news. Guys, Ron DeSantis broke Chelsea. <laughs> he broke, he, I'm broken. Officially <laughs> in pieces over here. <laughs> All right, you guys, we'll chat soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Politics But Make It Fashion. My website is www.amberviola.com. You can follow me on Instagram at amber underscore underscore viola, on Facebook, Amber Viola, or you can follow me on Twitter at Queen Black. That's Q-U-E-E-N-B-L-A-Q-U. Chat soon.